Hello everyone, it's Christian Fuchs, former Schalke player. And just to know, you are listening to Schalke America. Glück auf. Blau, weiß sein Leben lang. Herzlich willkommen zurück auf Schalke America. I'm your host, Richard Carnaman. Carmen, Carmen, I can't even say my name. What is this? Uh, welcome to the Misery Monday Blues Podcast on a Wednesday. Welcome in my co-host, Jack Mangan. Save this podcast, please. No, I mean, normally it's the Twitter handles that trip us up, but uh, we're starting early today. That's yeah. fine, though. Uh, yeah. No, and I can understand that. There's uh, a lot going on at the club over the past couple weeks particularly this last week um a lot yeah. to get to both on and off the pitch yeah but what i'm gonna start off with is a little bit of positive news and probably why i tripped up is because i'm excited you can see this free here let me just hold this up for the ogs free katuchu new merch go. in the house so i'm excited because we got this shirt now for sale as well as we got one for our angry tree lovers for the uh marius bulter so you can get those on the giveaway. We're going to do a giveaway on the podcast. Get some good mojo going with the club. Um, so look for that on Twitter. We'll send out a giveaway here this week. Try to get some good mojo going into Verda Bremen this weekend. But uh, yeah, good to have the merch on because that's about the only about a good news we've had in the last two weeks. Just, is just in time for holiday shopping. And let me tell you, I know what I'm getting everybody in my life this there Christmas. Uh, a little freak tutu shirt, whether they know what that means or not, but uh, they will be receiving. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, <laughs> looking, looking good though. Uh, love the design and uh, obviously a, a message and a, and a cause that's very near and dear to our hearts here on Shock yeah. America. So yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, but there was a lot of chaos going on. So last time we were here, we talked about a possible replacement for Kramer because he had to go. Um, and then proceeded. What happened was Kramer fired. Uh, Matthias Kreutzer took over. In the meantime, we were looking for a manager. And then the bombshell hit. Um, <laughs> we were not, uh, I wasn't, I think nobody was expecting this. Um, came out, I don't know, last Wednesday was, well, I don't even know what day it was anymore. Um, a bombshell when we all woke up that, Roven Schroeder quit, quit Schalke effective immediately. You texted me early in the morning. I'm like, what? What are you talking about? Yeah. Tell us, like, where you found it, how you felt when you first saw this news, obviously, because I was shocked when I saw that. I thought you were messing with me. Yeah, no, I mean, so obviously Germany is, is ahead of us in the time zone standpoint here in the States. So when we wake up, you know, we're expecting to potentially see in the announcement of a new manager because that's, you know, the search that had been been going on and instead i woke up and was greeted to the news that roven schroeder had uh, uh, abruptly departed the club and i think you thought i was joking yeah like at, at first when i when i sent that to you yeah um so i mean apparently from some of the reports this is not necessarily a surprise internally at like at like a club management level yeah um but seemed to be a surprise to the players and then obviously all the fans on the outside i mean you think about how many um leaks schalke typically has <laughs> to various yeah. you know journalism outlets um, that's kind of been a problem for us over the years. Kind of surprising that this hadn't leaked, um, or that we didn't have any sort of. Or correct me if I'm wrong. No, to be fair, it. under the Roven Schroeder era, nothing had leaked really. That's the one bonus about him. You never heard any leaks under Schroeder. That'll probably change now. <laughs> It'll be interesting if he leaked his own department. Yeah, but you know, it's like, like I mean, so <laughs> that was not something that was on our radar at all. Um, yeah. You know, we've 
Schroeder deserves obviously a ton of credit for what he did last summer, uh, rebuilding you know a completely new squad um, with a limited budget that could compete in this fight to Bundesliga. Um, say what you will about you know the way the end of that season ultimately. Um, you know, turned out with us kind of rallying and ended up getting, you know, the title and promotion kind of out of nowhere. But we were competitive for the entirety of last season, yeah. at least in the mix. And, and Roven Schroeder has a lot of um, credit that he can take for that. Uh, obviously, his job was going to be much more difficult this season, trying to jump back up into the Bundesliga with that financial handicap, um, needing a new manager, all these sorts of things. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think he's somebody that we had a lot of confidence in going forward and, and felt good, regardless of what the coaching situation was. I think most of us felt pretty strongly that, you know, Schroeder was a guy that could help us long term. Um, and to have him jump ship like this in the middle of the season, just as things are really starting to go downhill, is, is very disheartening, I think, to the fan base. Yeah. Um, you heard Marius Bolter, I think, today in a quote say that like that, that you know, affected them as well because Schroeder was kind of an unflappably positive guy that you could always go to for support. And then to have him depart when things were going yeah. tough is, is a hard psychological thing to deal with. So I'll stop monologuing at this point. But yeah, I mean, shocking. And um, in my opinion, a huge loss and doesn't speak well to the situation at the moment. Yeah. And so the, the immediate news that came out was that he left for personal reasons. Uh, and many people very skeptical of that uh, because the main the main thing people probably thought was that there was internal fighting between Schroeder and, and the hierarchy and saying he wanted somebody or they were trying to force someone on him. He didn't want it and said, you know what? I'm out. Uh, they came out and said it was for personal reasons. Um, I know lots of people went to give out their ideas. Gamer Brothers, uh, Broski, you know, everyone knows him. Schalke Gamer came out and had a, a, a live podcast, live video session, and he kind of was calling them out and saying like, no, you know, he wanted Tedesco and – and it had all this and that. And people said they saw Tedesco's car in Gelsenkirchen. I think it, was, it turned out to be false. Um, but, yeah, all these rumors started coming out, you know, and people not sure what's going on. And next thing you know, I don't know, what was it, a day or two later, Thomas Rice announced as the manager. Um, and before we get to him, because we had talked about him last podcast, but maybe he was one of the frontrunners with, um, I forget, the, Petkovic, uh, former Swiss manager. But the whole Schroeder thing, it just – through us for a loop and now we're like like you said we thought we were in crisis before and now we lose our our one stable pillar that we had and what do we do now and now we're out with the coach and now without a uh a sporting director what the hell do we do we have no money already as it is um yeah rumors of tedesco rumors of ranyik rumors of all these kind of rumors going on so it was like a lot of uncertainty uh and understandably so because where do you go with a club that has no money no sporting director no manager like who do you bring in you can't even bring in players exactly and i think part of the emotional hit is that you know schroeder is the first figure at the club that i think the supporting base had any sort of real connection to since the departure of tedesco yeah um like tedesco was obviously somebody who we felt understood the club understood the fans um was very invested in it and, and you know it, this is kind of like a cheap thing to say, but you know, just quote unquote, got it. Like he, he, yeah. he got it. And, and you felt like Schroeder was the same kind of way. Um, you know, it spoke about how much he identified with the club. And so for him to jump ship, I think was, was, you know, just shocking. And also, you know, kind of hurts the morale. Um, yeah. A lot of rumors going on is what the deal was, you know, some were, as you said, suggesting that, you know, he wanted Tedesco and the board, you know, couldn't afford him. And, and so there was, you know, he didn't want to bring in Rice and didn't want to be tied to that decision, but the board was pushing him in that direction. And so, you know, potentially to save his own reputation, because uh, he didn't like, you know, jump ship while his reputation is still positive from, the, you know, the promotion season before things go too far south here. Um, 
yeah, just a lot of speculation. I already saw rumors that, you know, like Red Bull is interested in him or sorry, not Red Bull, uh, Rosenball, Sport, Leipzig, I should say, um, yeah. are, are, are interested in him. So maybe there was something already being worked out. I don't know what the situation yeah. is, but yeah. yes, but now it's, you know, it's, it's Peter Knabel, like, you know, kind of at the helm at the moment uh, without a sporting director, with a brand new manager, with a January window rapidly approaching that's going to be very important for this club, particularly when you consider the number of injuries that we have to a squad that was already, um, you know, uh, questionable and on the weaker side in the Bundesliga, certainly to begin with, and is now even further depleted from that. So, um, yeah, strange times of the club. Uh, you wonder if there's there's still some, you know, internal back and forth and a lack of harmony at the managerial level. We talked about power struggles in the past with Tony's and stuff. You would like to hope that that isn't happening again, but maybe it is. And uh, anyway, now, you know, we arrive at a point where we've what lost six games in a row. Yeah. In the Bundesliga started off with, I think what three wins, two wins, I don't know, two wins, three draws, two losses, something like that in our first seven. Yeah. And since then it's been completely downhill and we're in free fall. Um, I don't know, man. It's, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's not looking good at the moment. This has been a, yeah. a rough few weeks for sure. El Waffle's in the house. Good to see you. Frico Tuchu. Um, yeah, it's very trying times. And then we found out about the manager. We had all these ideas swirling around the head, what's going to happen. And then, not surprisingly, I think we kind of all figured this is going to happen. Thomas Rice becomes a new manager. And immediately, uh, everyone, every Schalke fan was saying, we're, we're behind Rice, as you should be, right? Give the guy a chance. That's all we say. Give the guy a chance. Thomas Rice announced as manager. They decided to have a press conference that day to announce him. It was a, a day later or two days later. Um, and Kanabel started off the press conference and talked about three things. One of the things was saying emphatically, shooting down all the rumors that were going around about whether Tedesco or whatever, this and that, um, saying that it was actually for personal reasons and trying to make like a heartfelt message to Roven Shorter saying like, hey, we're, we're our friends and, you know, hope everything goes well. Let us know, you know, you're always being our hearts, da 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 and then they announced Thomas Rice as the new manager. Um, not the sexiest pick. Not that we don't support him. We have to absolutely have to support him. Um, I think Thomas Rice endeared himself immediately to people because he ended up paying a portion of the buyout clause that was owed to uh, Bochum. Bochum said that was a big that was a big sticking point. Was Bochum was asking for money, a ransom, basically for for Rice. And Schalke doesn't have any money. Rice came out of his own pocket to pay some of that to buy it out and become a Schalke manager. Uh, so he endeared himself a little bit to there. But uh, yeah, he said the right things in the press conference. I'm excited about him, but not exactly who we thought about, Jack. Uh, thoughts on Thomas Rice getting hired as a new manager for Schalke? It, it, it seemed inevitable. It's not a surprise. So I don't know if we really have any new thoughts on it outside of what we had said previously, which is that, you know, it's not it's not something that gets you particularly excited. I mean, I do think that there was a lot of um, positive feedback to his initial comments and statements about, you know, when he was unveiled. Yeah. And so that's great. Obviously buys him some initial goodwill. And as you and I have both said, of course, we're going to back him um, and see what he can accomplish uh, in these few games before the world cup window. And then, um, you know, presumably a few games beyond that, but um, can't say I'm particularly optimistic and he obviously has his work cut out from him. The squad, the squad is just not good enough at the moment. Um, yeah. If we had a fully healthy squad, it may be good enough with the right tactical ideas. Um, but that's something that he's obviously going to have to provide and prove. And then we're going to have to get healthy or, 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 you know, have replacements come in, in, you know, over the winter pauses. So it's, it's, I don't know. Uh, 
Bruno Labadia was a name that was getting tossed around for a bit. Yeah, got rejected that, immediately. I think almost. Yeah, rumors that rumored. he, t- you know, left or, or you know turned down that because of um, you know like the presence of Buskins and other people on the coaching staff that you know were going to be retained because they're kind of institutions at Schalke and some some managers want to clean house and bring in like a whole complement of you know their own staff stuff like that. Um, I mean, I'm not particularly disappointed that we lost out on like somebody like him or like Petkovic necessarily. Um, these are these are names, but you know it's not really about that necessarily. And no. I don't know, um, but we got to see, you know, at least uh, a first glimpse of Schalke under under Rice. But it was it came at a bad time, right? Because we're playing a top four side in <laughs> uh, in Freiburg. Um, yeah. And uh, but the one thing I will say, kind of moving into the game for a second, is just uh, incredible display of support from uh, the what Schalke about that choreography. Oh my goodness, that was amazing. Yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty rare that you see Schalke getting positive publicity in the Twitter sphere these <laughs> days, the past, especially. Oh, yeah, over the past few years, and I think that that Tifo and that you know that initial pre-match display was kind of universally praised and was certainly super cool. Um, there was a you know a Schalke kit as part of this Tifo that was actually a large balloon, which was then filled with blue smoke, so the color of the jersey changed um, yeah, throughout, the, throughout the display. Yeah, so um, really, and really, then it really delayed cool. the game. <laughs> it did. It did. Um, and yeah, and I think I think you made a joke about like you know Shvolo's not even going to be able to see, um, and it's I mean he's he's been unsighted half the season already, so I don't know if the smoke is going to actually might I mean, even help him. It was hilarious because the blue smoke just completely covered Shvolo off, and he couldn't see you couldn't see anything. They showed the camera, yeah, you're like yeah. nothing, you see nothing. I and, and delayed the game for the course. It comes out afterwards that you know they did not approve the use of smoke, which I mean I get that if there's if there's a process that you're supposed to follow in terms of like filing what you're planning on doing for your display and getting approval from that from the, the authorities or Shalga whoever. I get that's you know a bad thing. You shouldn't be doing that, but I, I did think it was unfortunate that you know the fan base, despite the situation we're in, comes out with this incredible display of of, of support and commitment, and yeah. then the club immediately kind of like slaps them on the hand and says like, "All right, no more tifos," you know, for a while. It just it's just not the kind of vibe that you're looking for, and it's, yeah, kind of an unfortunate situation all around. But and I think the problem um, was the arena was closed and had it been open, it could have filtered out. And it didn't. So I think because Schalke didn't know about it, the stadium was closed and the smoke had nowhere to go. It sit on the field. And that's what kind of delayed everything. Um, but they finally got it cleared out. Uh, but yeah, amazing, amazing show of uh, support, like you mentioned. Um, everyone obviously behind Thomas Rice. Interesting how they came out in the game, too, because uh, the big man, Turtle, wasn't starting. Uh, it was Poulter at the start. I mean, the rest of the lineup was fairly standard caraman on the right which was interesting um with bolter and the mullet in the middle uh, but polter starting and i wasn't too surprised about polter mostly because polter knows rice and knows exactly what he wants so it's a way to show toroto hey this is the kind of style we want you to play from the, off the bat and then go from there uh what were your thoughts seeing polter getting started to the lineup like that um, it also potentially makes a little bit more sense than Tarada in terms of what it looked like Rice was interested in potentially doing in terms of, mm. I think very early into this match, we saw Schalke attempting a much higher line of confrontation, um, yep. and, and putting pressure on the opposition much higher up the field. That's going to require a more mobile front line. Um, obviously Tarada is not going to be as effective in, in, in providing that to you. So I think maybe, yep. you know, the, uh, the defensive side of things was actually potentially a consideration for Poulter as well. But yeah, I mean, listen, it, you can't say it wasn't, you know, a different starting 11 from what we've seen 
previously the back line is the back line kind of at this point the Yoshida Matriciani pairing is just kind of what we've been forced into Bruner's been kind of the first choice right back all season when he's been available and healthy as has you know Oyan um and then Kral and Kraus is you know Kraus has been a mainstay Kral's kind of been in and out but you know to see Karaman and and Mole in the starting lineup alongside Poulter is certainly a change those are three guys that have not generally featured in the starting lineup for most of the season um certainly not Karaman and, and, and Mole at least uh but uh, Mole, of course, with a nice goal um, mm-hmm. in the previous match, so maybe that yeah. brought him some goodwill. But yeah, interesting and sort of like yeah, kind of a. I, I, I actually, I need to go back probably and rewatch the game again to see because we were doing some interesting things shape wise. I mean, it looked kind of like a four-two-three-one, but in different phases of the game, it was you know different from what um, Cromer had been doing. Uh, and uh, on the opposition side, of course, uh, you know, BFG, big fucking Greg. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> leading the line. So some familiar faces there as well. And, of, of course, guys like, uh, you know, Grifo and Mainstays that we've been familiar with for a number of seasons. Fantastic player, yeah. Um, how he doesn't get called up to the national team and you know, start for them is beyond me. But um, I thought we did well early on, uh, kind of stifled them. Obviously, you see how good Freiburg are with Grifo. And the, the, all their players, I mean, the players are all in green. They were all good players. Uh, we did fairly a decent job to stifle them. You could tell they got frustrated, but then they got that goal. Um, once they got the goals, and it was you know it was pretty much over from there because we couldn't really threaten them honestly. Um, and then I thought we we looked our best when Toroto and Moore came on, and it was like almost instant impact for both of those guys. Uh, the commentators on the air were saying these guys probably should start from the beginning with with what they brought. Um, it doesn't mean it doesn't mean always translate right with Salazar. We all talk about being a super sub and. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't to start. You know, never knows. But, yeah, I thought both of those guys looked good coming off the bench. But overall, not too dissimilar from what we've seen this season. A um, little bit better in terms of fight and passion. But uh, still, like you said, we're hurting. We got a lot of guys out injured. Oh, by the way, Thomas Oyan picks up an injury. He goes out, went to 34th minute or something. He's out for the remainder of 2022. Uh, so that just adds to the list of misery that we have going out this year. So not o- other players out for the rest of 2022. We got Leo Grimo out with a meniscus surgery. Kaminsky's still out with his uh, calf laceration, had a, a surgery for there. Ibrahim Sise out with a muscle injury. Seth Vandenberg and obviously Rodrigo Salazar. Um, that's a lot. We don't have much Bundesliga talent. And a lot of those guys will help us stay in the Bundesliga. Uh, so obviously it hurts. We only have about a month left in the season, first half of the season, I should say. Um, so, I mean, a lot of time to, to get to, but uh, yeah, that, that hurts to see Thomas Oviang go out for, hopefully it's not too long in the 2023, but um, you never seen it, like to see another guy go down, especially a guy like Thomas Oviang, who sure. he's starting to get back in it, but I don't know. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing is like, definitely not the campaign this season so far that he had last year, not, providing you know that kind of level of importance to our season but even so i mean especially and especially given you know the depletion to our squad overall that's one of the guys that you would absolutely want to have available because we know that you know what he's capable of and you know the quality that he provides so to lose him on top of everything else is is a huge loss um and yeah just my thing i mean that's the that's the thing once again is like you look you look at this squad like i'm sorry i i don't think shvalo is good enough at this point yeah um bruner is is fine but you know on the borderline Yoshida started off strong did okay in this game honestly mm-hmm. overall um yeah. but you know has had some very shaky games recently and then of course Mitrociani um you know you got to give the kid credit for the effort that he's putting in and once again wasn't wasn't atrocious in this game either I mean I thought like Yoshida and Mitrociani overall were maybe a little bit better against yeah. Freiburg than they had been did in you the last see game. the statistic they put up for Yoshida right after right before the goal happened where it was like he's one of the top 
uh, ball-winning defenders in the league this season, surprisingly. Uh, and then a goal happens against them. To find something out of those positive, probably. <laughs> really yeah, it, it just yeah. I don't think our uh, the back end of our team is is good enough. But then also you look what's on what's going on forward, and like we have the fewest goals scored in the league. Toronto hasn't gotten firing. Bolter really isn't having gotten firing. It's just because no. we, we are incapable of putting ourselves in in quality scoring chances. It, it's 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 even on the offensive, and it's more difficult to determine uh, whether the lack of production is a um, like a system issue or if it's a personnel issue. And it, I think it probably is a little bit of both at this point. But um, yeah, it, it's it's tough to see. You know, even with with Rice coming in, what he can do to kind of overcome where we are at the moment. Yeah, uh, and also another injury. Mehmet Iden, um, he got injured. We don't know how serious that is. It's not as serious as the other ones we just mentioned. Um, some of the positives, at least from the team selection, we saw three uh, Kanapachmita players. Sidi Sane finally saw him on the bench. Uh, we also had Julia Schnell or Shell, excuse me, and uh, who was the other one? Um, oh, Kareem Chalanolu, right? So, and he got to see a bit of him after Oyan went down injured. So um, that's positive, I guess. I kind of agree with Dirk. We need to have a final, get some passion somewhere. And the Kanapashimita players seem to be doing well. We don't want to take from them and put them in a situation where they could not be successful. But um, why not? We need some, we need to spark offensively. Like you said, we're, we're struggling. We're woeful. Maybe one of these young guys can help, at least with pace, at least with pace, right? We, we're relying on Caraman a big guy to, to be our right winger. I'm like, come on. Well, you know, we've talked about how I, I think in a, in a, in a, you know, two striker pairing bolter can, can kind of drift out into wide spaces sometimes and be effective there. But I don't know if you want bolter to just with his pace either to be a straight up winger. And like, you look at the no. system no. kind of the, once again, the general shape that, that rice is setting us up in and you have, you know, like, you know, Caramon and, and, and bolter as wingers. And it's just, I, I don't know. Um, and I'm not saying that you want somebody like uh, like Robbie Matondo, who's just like all pace and like no decision making or like touch. Like I'm, there has to be sort of a middle ground somewhere, um, you know, in terms of like effective wing play to be able to provide some service to the people that you have centrally that you know need to get on the score sheet. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I I'm, I'm kind of a broken record at this point, but I'm just at the start of the season once again when we were healthy, I thought with the right tactical ideas we had enough to survive and stay up. Cromer didn't have the tactical ideas. No. It remains to be seen if Rice will. But even if Rice does, the squad is not in a position where I think we can stay up unless we change things dramatically somehow and get people back healthy or get some moves done in the winter. We're going to come out with a little uh, Rice analysis video just so we can dig deeper who he is uh, coming out shortly um, and reasons why to be hopeful for why um, maybe he is better than Cromer going forward. Um, I will say this. Under while he was at Bochum, we saw one of the prettiest goals in a Bundesliga team goals from Bochum. It was Bochum all teams because of the way they passed. Uh, but that'll be coming here on the horizon. Um, and take this for what it's worth. I play with Schalke at football manager, and I have Bolter as a second striker to Toroda, and Turn has like nine goals in like the first seven games. So you know, take for what it's worth. <laughs> well, clearly Schalke hired the wrong manager. Clearly should have been should have been Richard Carmen or Carmen, and as you said at the top of the podcast, whatever you said. So. <laughs> <laughs> whatever i said yeah i don't know what you yeah. guys said <laughs> so i just ramble and talk don't even think about what i say yeah so next game is against verda bremen but i mean still the elephant in the room is this whole shorter situation and i think until that unveils itself and I'm, i know it's going to come out eventually whether he gets signed with leipzig or something someone's going to say something eventually and and sure. we're going to find out the truth 
it, I don't think many people buy the he left personal reasons. I mean, probably was personal reasons. I hate you. I'm leaving. So that, that's what I wanted to address. So first of all, I, I want to just say this clearly. If it is actually the case that, that Schroeder left for personal reasons, whether it's burnout, whether it's, you know, some sort of mental health things, uh, you know, a family issue, anything like that, of course, in that situation, we wish him the best. Yes. And, and honestly, regardless, we wish him the best because he was hugely instrumental in getting us where we are yeah. today and took, you know, a massive undertaking. That being said, I don't think we can be blamed for being cynical when in the midst of a managerial search out of nowhere, suddenly your sporting director just up and leaves. Yeah. Like th the timing of that is far too suspicious and, and, and speaks to some sort of, once again, internal power struggle between, you know, Schroeder clearly has ideas about what he needs to do to secure the safety of the team and probably feels hamstrung by management. Now, is management necessarily in the wrong? Not necessarily. I mean, we talked about issues like, you know, selling Itakura. Like, I understand the trajectory that they're trying to put us on to be stable and not fall into the similar situations. But obviously, there's going to be a conflict with anyone that's trying to build a squad, um, you know, against the financial realities and the ultimate, you know, goals and wishes of a sporting director. But yeah, uh, very strange situation and, and something that I think needs to be addressed very quickly in terms of getting a replacement and a competent replacement. Um, I do not want to go into the winter window with Peter Canabo kind of leading the scouting well, decisions or whatever's taking place. Haven't so. you heard that with the newfound money of the sale of Amin Harit, we have a whole three and a half million euros to, to get reinforcements? <laughs> Who the hell are we going to get with three and a half million? Roman I mean, I also saw a report though, that we'd already budgeted for that. So it wasn't like a new windfall. I could be wrong. I saw yeah. some report that's saying like that was already that expectation of that coming our way was already something that we had been using to make moves. So I don't even know if that's new new funds for us. Yeah, yeah, no, that's true. Um, yeah, you know, I would think if Schroeder had disappeared for a couple of days, and then it, then he came back and said, you know, I got, I'm I'm out. We'd probably be like, okay, that sounds like personal reasons, right? You hear it all the time where managers disappear for a couple of days. Tom Brady left for eleven days, right in the NFL. Um, and you find those personal reasons, but you know, to have it so abruptly, like you said, in the middle of a managerial search, literally talk to the press one, one day, a couple hours later, I'm out. It seems a little fishy. We'll see. I mean, like I said, either way, wish him the best, wherever it happens. I would imagine this is me. If it comes out and it was something conflict of interest or whatever, at the least with a start with not people not knowing all the information, they're going to back Roven Schroeder. I would guess because of everything he's done to us, how you said, uh, we felt so close to him. He felt like he he had it, right? He got it. Um, but, you know, like anything could happen. We we don't know exactly what, what's going to come out, but it's not done by any stretch. And I'm, I'm curious to see uh, what happens with it, just to find out what happened, because I think the last thing I want to do is not know. We, we just want to have some kind of closure on this uh, and then move on with Rice and whoever the next sporting director is going to be, whomever. I don't know who we're going to afford. Um, yeah, yeah. What I will say about the game, positively, though, is that I, I don't think Freiburg, particularly in the first half, actually looked that dangerous. Yeah. Um, and I think, and I think it was part because of the tactics, our tactics. I mean, to some extent, but that's the thing is, like, we started off with this highlighted confrontation, but then we quickly kind of got away from it. We kind of went back and forth at various points of the game where it seemed like we were kind of buying into the emphasis. And then, I mean, like, and you look at the, the first goal that's ultimately scored, it's almost a carbon copy of a, of a goal that was scored against us recently where a ball kind of gets crossed into that wide left space. And then, you know, uh, yeah. multiple Schalke players just backing off of Grifo and allowing him the space to get a shot off. Uh, yeah. And, of course, Schwolo beaten again um, on that. And, uh, I mean, credit, credit to Grifo, but... Um, disappointing the way that went in because 
it's almost. I mean, am I am I making that up? Is that not almost like a carbon copy? I forget what. Yeah, game no, that it is. is. Yeah, no, it is. Copy of the goal that was scored very recently. Yeah. Um, yeah. and then you know the other goal comes relatively early into the second half, and it's a penalty, and it's it's kind of an unfortunate moment for for trying to know glue. It's it's a tricky piece of footwork on the edge of the box, not even kind of driving into the box, kind of stationary, and he just kind of maneuvers the ball, and you know. The youngster a little bit overzealous in that challenge, um, but not one that I really hold against him no. that much, the way that kind of played out. And so that those are the two goals. It's like a, a weird moment right before halftime where the defense kind of backed off and then a penalty. And like, yeah, I mean, the, the XG, there's a pretty pretty significant XG difference in this game. It's not that there weren't any other chances, but, you know, 0.75 of that comes from the penalty. And, and like I said, I think in the first half, at least, there, was, there weren't that many opportunities overall that really worried me. So, um and we started having chances once more, yeah, and, and Torota came in. We started looking better. We, I think Torota maybe hit a post or something. Uh, we had some good opportunities, I thought. He missed some chances, I thought. But, you know, Grifo and, and company also had some chances as well. We did good to stifle them, I think, overall. But, again, this is a top-four team that we're, that we're playing against, and that's kind of hard to ask for a new manager. But the team disheveled with players missing, no sporting director, chaos everywhere. Sure. Um it's hard to ask for. And then now we got Verta Bremen, who in theory we should be, you know, fairly close to because we both came up together. But this year, what they're they're in your European spot at the moment, I think. And we are in uh fight the league's level. So yeah, I mean that, yeah, Bremen's definitely in the top ten. I forget where they are off the top of my head at the moment, but they're I think they're definitely in the top ten. Eighth, I think. Yeah, um good. three wins in their last five. Uh, like I said, as opposed to us dropping six in a row, seven if you include. Uh, that second game against uh, Hoffenheim in, in the DFB Pokal. So um, definitely, as you said, in different form uh, yeah. in, this, in this first season back. Yeah, so they're an eighth. We're an 18th. Um, goal differential minus 17 for us and three for them. So, yeah, um, we'll see. We'll see what kind of how we come out with this for Rice, another opportunity. I think the interesting thing, too, is that with the hiring of Rice, it was also not it was guaranteed about the second division, you know, just the fears in case there's a relegation. Rice will still be the manager then. Um, and, you know, Rice did a great job with Bochum getting them from the second division up to the Bundesliga. I think they won the, I would think they won the league when he was uh, with them manager. Um, but we'll see. I mean, we need, he needs bodies, you know, he can be properly affect, properly assess a manager. You, they need to have bodies. But then again, ultimately it's about wins and losses, right? We, we didn't give uh gross and and baum and all those guys a break because they had bad players no for sure you got to get the job done so i don't know yeah i mean i guess the only difference is i mean like so first of all this first game i'm throwing out entirely because i don't expect rice to be yep. able to come in and, and have an impact against the no manager like yeah i mean it's like it's it's too soon to be able to kind of like judge that first performance i think yeah. but um I, I, what i will say is that, you know the team that got relegated was a better squad relative to the general Bundesliga level than the team that we have at the moment, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I understand that sentiment that you just laid out against, you know, about bomb and, 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 you know, Christian gross, whoever you want to throw into that conversation. I can't believe that he was manager for some period of time. What was going on there? But um, yeah, it's just, uh, I, I think I've officially reached a point in the season where I'm uh, not very optimistic. So uh, hopefully we can turn it around be nice if we could have uh nice things for a little bit more of a sustained period we had that brief moment in the sun with the promotion which which was huge and it was great and it's going to be a memory that, that carries yeah. me for a while but now yeah. we're we're fully back into uh hashtag you know chaos club mode um mm -hmm. after once again after a middling but you know reasonable start to the season overall in terms of results so uh hopefully we can put a stop to it hopefully 
Uh, the World Cup break gives him an opportunity to yes. work in depth with players that are not with their national team and try to really in, in, embed <laughs> and ingrain some of those tactical ideas uh, in them because he's going to have an opportunity that he typically wouldn't have, I think, in a lot of ways in terms of like a, a time period to really work with people without games in between. So, If you want a, a fun meme to follow, follow the Schalke 04 memes on, on Instagram. And you can't see this, uh, but it's a picture of uh, Undertaker covered in purple smoke and his and his, the, the the caption is Schwoloff after the uh, choreography in the goal it's pretty funny um i do want to give a shout out you mentioned about some you know good times uh good times or bad times tony w uh always seems to comment on our podcast on our posts uh on youtube and and he's always giving good comments lengthy comments but good comments uh so i want to give him a shout out too i feel like i don't give enough comments for him and anybody who gives comments really but i just want to give tony a special shout out in this one but uh yeah, uh, and to uh, to Eric's to Eric's message in the chat. Yeah, only Yoshida. he's the only person I think I've seen so far that's confirmed as going to one of the World Cup squads. I I may have missed somebody, but yeah, I think he's definitely on his way to uh, the the Japanese. Squad. Yeah, I think he's a captain of the of the Blue Samurai. Um, trying to look at the lineup real quick. Uh, no, 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 no. Kraus made with under twenty ones. Um, that's about it, honestly. The, Rodrigo Salazar had a chance, but he got injured, so he's probably definitely out there. Um, Kaminsky maybe with Poland, but I doubt it. I don't even think Poland Poland made it, honestly. So, um, yeah. Yeah, nobody. We were hoping uh, Toroto for Germany, but that's out the window. So, And to uh, to David in the chat, hey, I appreciate that somebody's optimistic and positive. Uh, I, I think Richard and I, as a, as a general matter, of course, try to stay that way on this podcast as much as possible. And not kind of buy in and feed, you know, some of the negativity that can be prevalent in yeah. the Twitter sphere and elsewhere in online spaces among the supporter group. But um, it's—I don't know. Like I said, it's, it's reached a point where I just look at and, and trying to be as realistic as possible. I just don't know if I see it at the moment. So, yeah, plenty of time for Rice to turn something around. Plenty of time to get players back. And as you said, you know, the uh, the safety spots are very much still within touching distance. It's not, you know, mathematical impossibility or an unlikelihood even by any stretch of the imagination, but it's just a question of, you know, do we have the personnel um, to get it done? Uh, whether that's, you know, the players or the managers, and that remains to be seen at this point. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And um, not speaking of early, we're giving you an early heads up that there is a giveaway. Uh, we're going to give away on Twitter, uh, probably do it on Instagram as well, but the uh, new New merch is out, free Katuchu. We got the uh, other other ones. We'll send the link out. Give away all the OGs who know about the free Katuchu hashtag that we had. You know that's for you. But uh, look for look out for those giveaways. We're gonna try to instill some good mojo, some positivity, as uh, David was trying to hint to uh, for the club, and hopefully it leads us well this Verde Bremen game. But uh, hey, I'd take Katuchu in the squad right now. I would too. I would too. How'd you write? <laughs> hey. <laughs> Hey, that boy's been doing some good stuff since he left. Let's yeah. let's not let's not get it twisted. Yeah, yeah he's he's, he's funny that finally, so. two former Shaka players, so I guess one is technically currently a Shaka player, maybe both of them are, uh, are leading the goal scorers in this fight the Liga. Steven Skripsky leads the league in goals, and uh Marvin Piringer, uh, who's on loan, is in the top five. Both of them scoring a lot of goals this year. So uh I think I think you and I were both disappointed when we loaned out Piringer for this yes. season because I think we thought that he we I mean based on now. what we saw from him in the second division, which once again, you know, yeah. kind of a supporting character last year, but I don't know. I think we could use him at the moment. Yeah, yeah. He played well as that second striker as well. You know, to bring back Churlin off. Itakura is injured, but um nonetheless. 
my main goal for this Verde Bremen game is can we string some passes together in transition? Yeah. Can we play the ball to a teammate? I mean, like just the number of moves that break can we down do anything offensively? When, we, when we regain possession is just, it's atrocious. And once again, at some point it just becomes a personnel issue, but like, I, I, I find it hard to believe that some of the guys on the team are just not capable of, of stringing a few passes together. It's, it's wild. But So this graph is interesting, right? Majority of our shots come from the left-hand side, which is Thomas Oleon's side, right? And, and, and I understand why that happens. It seems the right side is completely devoid of any shots. Uh, I get a lot of long shots, and you understand with Molet and Flick and guys like that and Kraus. Uh, but the right side, just like no attention at all. And you see Freiburg's side, it's spreading it out. We need to do better on the offensive end to have any kind of shot. You're not going to win without any goals. Um, draws are nice, but this point, we need to get points. We need to catch up because the season is long, but we have, you know, it's close at the moment, and we have to strike while the iron's hot because if the gap starts pulling away, we have no shot of, of getting out of relegation spot. Right now, it's okay. We get a win, we're out of the relegation zone, and a couple of wins, two, three wins, we're close to mid table. And that's where you want to be. But um, this takes that one, and let's see what it could do with Verta Bremen because I agree with you. Strings of passes together. Get some shots off. Find a way to get that final third. Get some get some scoring opportunities, and then I don't know what the answer is for goal. I heard a rumor before this game that uh, the third string keeper was going to be the the starter. Uh, I saw it actually on Sport Eins or one of the German German shows before the game. I can't remember which one. I was like, really? What? But it was Schwalow, obviously. Goal. Uh, so are you surprised about that? Are you surprised the change hasn't been made? And in how short do you think the leash is at this point? Or do you think that? Um, you know, even with Rice taking over the managerial spot that he's looking in training and kind of seeing the same things the previous regime was seeing, or perhaps is Rice, you know, not trying to shoot Schwolo's confidence immediately and is just going to say, hey, you're the starting goalkeeper. I'm going to give you a chance to turn it around before he does anything. Really I, I, I think it's the latter. Himself. I think he's like, I don't want to mess with anything right now. I just want to see it for myself and make my own judgment. And that's also why I thought he put in Poulter. It wasn't because he thinks Torta sucks. It's because Poulter knows the system, knows what he wants, and he can he can do it right off the bat. Um, and it's kept. Well, that, that was my question though, is because like Caramon and Mole are, are changes. True. So like there are there are changes in True. terms of the selection in some areas of the pitch. I understand the goalkeeper is a little bit harder to rotate and less likely to rotate than other yeah. players. You know what I'm saying? Sorry, I thought I, I rotate, heard. But. I was expecting Fairman 100 to be the the goalie in this one, but. It could be that he didn't want to change anything right away, and maybe there's an injury that we didn't know about with Fairman. Why he had no choice but to go with Schwolov. I don't know, uh, but I was I was surprised to see Schwolov. But you know, looking at hindsight, seeing the Poulter start, I was like, yeah, maybe not so surprised. But we'll see. I imagine it's a short leash. It better be a short leash. This is already the leash is gone for us, all the fans. So I don't know. Zidane for president. That's all I got to say. No, I was kidding. CD Sally for some goals at least. Right? Although I think it'd be hilarious if he actually did start getting minutes and some like somehow became like the hottest thing in the Bundesliga. I think that would be amazing. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not holding my breath on that one. But weren't we struggling? And I say struggling, not compared to like now, but back then. And then Leroy Sana came in and kind of just, oh, look, hey, and he kind of beat Real Madrid, right? Because what Schalke used to do is instead of, you know, actually building a squad that was capable of competing, we just consistently like filled the gaps with youth players and helped that just kind of like helped push us along. And now it we're works. in a position we probably need the youth players to save us. I mean, it worked um, with him, Drexler, Drexler, excuse me, Drexler, Drexler, um, Rakitic, Ozil. Maya. I mean, you go on and on and on and on. Gretzka felt class, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> Max Meyer, <laughs> what a guy. <laughs> Where's he at at this point? Brazil, I have no idea where he's playing. 
Brazil national team starting starting striker. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, sure. Um, <laughs> I got nothing else for this podcast. Max Meyer came up. Podcast is done. Uh, I got nothing else. I mean, that's we talked. We talked Schroeder and the what the yeah. hell is going and on. And like there. I said, I think I think that was the bigger news than the Rice thing because the it Rice is. was a conversation preseason. It was a conversation, you know, before Cromer even got fired. Um, yeah, Hovedes from you know yeah. Eric Houston in the chat. Uh, yeah, it's the Schroeder thing was the craziest thing and the thing that actually makes me more concerned because. You know, once again, I, I think this 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 midseason window is going to be important in terms of maybe even getting some lone players in, whatever we can do to bolster the squad. And I felt confident with Schroeder at the helm, and now that's very much a huge question mark that I didn't think we we're going to have to be worried about. Yeah, because we're not. He said he. I mean, Peter Canabo said the search for the expect the new guy to come in hopefully by June. I think he said. What did he say? I don't remember what he said now. Um, but he's. I don't know. If I said June. But the winter window is likely going to be under Peter Knobel, and how well is he going to do with that department? I don't know. I know he said Asamoah is going to help him, and a couple other guys are going to be helping him in that department. But, I mean, still, I would have wished that Schroeder made this news after the January window, <laughs> you know, let him do a thing. But I don't know. We'll see. Uh, that is the most concerning, I think, the most noteworthy thing uh, that happened in the last couple of weeks. And, We'll see how it goes with Verde Bremen. Hopefully, Rice can get these guys to play a little bit better here. Uh, hopefully, get a win or something, get some goals. Uh, but yeah, we'll see. We've got four games left. Um, two of them are winnable. This game and Mainz. Byron's the last game. Uh, is it three games left? Two games left? Four? I don't remember. I don't remember anymore. I should know. This. Hey, the good news is this is Shock America, and we will have uh, the U.S. men's national team to hey, disappoint well. us. <laughs> in the World Cup and distract us from Schalke's disappointment, which will be a nice and welcome reprieve. So, yes. Um, yeah. Yes. Our remaining three games, Werder Bremen away, mindset home, Bayern at home. And then we go into the big break, oh, two and a half months, something like that. Uh, the, the first game after the, the winter pausa is uh, away at Frankfurt on January 21st. Jack, I'm going to forget what you look like if we wait till then. Probably not a bad thing, honestly, for you. Yeah. Give your eyes a rest. It's not a pretty sight, but uh, yeah. Schmidt says Byron's going to be a win. I'll take it. I'll take it. Darth Vaughn. Later, Rob, but I know I really appreciate your show. Thank you. I look forward to seeing your channel and possibly having discussions with other team fans. Thanks from DFB. Oh, yeah. Look at that. Dallas-Fort Worth. Appreciate the, the comment. And yes, we do need to start doing more collaborations with uh, other podcasts and get some more guests on. This has been a... Uh... That's our goal for 2023. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. No, uh, we should do it. We should. I agree. I agree. All right, Jack. Uh, let's just wrap this one up. There's not much else to say other than what the hell with Roven. So uh, where can our followers find you on social media? At JM Mangan, J-M-M-A-N-G-A-N on Twitter. Very Nailed good. that one. And uh, yeah, obviously go get yourself a free Katucha shirt. I certainly will. Um, <laughs> Beautiful. It's the solution to our season, honestly. Let's just bring, let's bring Ahmed Kuduji back. Support you know? the club. Support the podcast. Uh, yeah, stay tuned for the giveaway. We will be announcing the giveaway for these nice free shirts um, this week, tomorrow, before the game. Before the game, we want a good mojo heading into the game, uh, and we'll tell you also where you can get the with the where you can get the all the merchandise if you want, whatever. You can follow me if you want at r underscore k h a r m e n. Follow Shalk America on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. And YouTube, make sure you like the video if you're watching on YouTube. Subscribe, please. It would help with algorithms. Get us out to more Schalke fans. We'll try to start doing this in German. No, I'm joking. You know, we're going we're to be continuing with our English. They got the German guys doing their thing. But we need the German support, too, to help us, right? And the, at least the, the subscriptions, anyway. So we'll catch you in the next podcast. 
maybe next watch along if the equipment wants to behave. That's what the issue was last week. So that's my goal. Anyway, uh, for Jack, I'm Richard. Uh, we'll catch you soon. Go golf. Mm-hmm.